Welcome to the Business Life and Joy podcast, where we believe that both your business and your life can be filled with joy. If you want to grow an online business without fear, self-doubt, or the need to take on a hustle around the clock mindset, you are in the right place at the right time. I'm your host, Shante Grant, creative entrepreneur, teacher, two-time online business owner, mom, wife, and friend. Thank you for being present with me for today's episode of the Business Life Enjoy podcast. Hello, friends, and welcome to today's episode of the Business Life Enjoy podcast. I'm really excited about today's episode primarily because it's something that is so simple, but I have found packs a really powerful punch in your business. It's something that you can sit down and work on in under an hour. And once you do it, it will work for itself forever and ever and ever. Amen, right? So today we are talking about the importance of creating an automated welcome email for your new email subscribers. Now, If those words sound like a foreign language to you, don't fret, okay? What I am talking about is really, really simple, something that you can do in one sitting and it will have a lasting impact on the strength, retention, and growth of your email list, which is very, very important in your business. So I want you to picture it for my Golden Girl viewers out there. You'll get that joke. Um, So imagine that you find this product, right? that you really, really love. And you see that the person who created this product is offering a free tutorial on different ways of how to use that product. And that's something you're really interested in before you buy it. So you give them your email and in exchange for the email, you're gonna get this video showing you all the cool things you can do, right? So now you've subscribed to their email list essentially. Now, after you opt in, you go to your inbox because you wanna see the video and boom, it's there. But You go back to your inbox a few minutes later and not only do you have the video as promised, but that same day or maybe the next day, you have an email from the owner of that company introducing themselves to you and just introducing you to their brand. Now, because the second email arrives in your inbox relatively close to the time that you opted into their email list, you actually remember who this is so the name doesn't sound like something you're not familiar with and they're still top of mind. That welcome email then is endearing, it's memorable, it's funny, it's heartfelt. Really include any adjective here that will equate to something that one, leaves you wanting to know more about this business, the brand, the owner, or two, well really, and two, happy that you've connected with this person or brand. So this welcome email leaves you wanting to know more and happy that you've connected with this person or this brand and their products or their offering. What just happened in that situation was that when you subscribed to that company's email list, it triggered an automatic welcome response email. And that welcome email is what we are going to talk about today. So your automated welcome email is just what it says. It's an email welcoming someone to your brand, introducing who you are, what you do, and why that should matter to the subscriber. This email is automated, meaning that it happens automatically. 
you are not on a computer pushing a button each time someone subscribes to your list, but every time someone subscribes, it's automatically gonna happen. So that's the beauty of it. And every CRM worth its salt allows you to create this automated welcome email. And in fact, MailChimp allows you to do it for absolutely free. It comes with their basic free plan. So there's no excuses that no one under the sound of my voice should not be able to create this welcome email after today's episode. So today I want to explain why this welcome email matters and how to draft your welcome email. I'm going to explain the components of this welcome email and I'm going to give you a copy of my actual welcome emails for both of my businesses because of Zoe Designs and my personal brand at ShantaeGrant.com. So you can download my actual copies of my welcome emails by going to ShantaeGrant.com forward slash 16 download and that's one six. So the number 16 download. So let's get started with why this welcome email is so important. When a subscriber gives you access to their inbox, you have a short period of time while you are still top of mind to inform the subscriber as to why opening your emails should be a priority. Think of it. Each and every single day, you look at your inbox, I look at my inbox, or if you're like me, inboxes, and you prioritize and choose what emails are going to be deleted before you even open them, and which are going to get your attention and your time. And part of what helps you to make that decision is whether you know that what's inside of that email is something that's going to add to what matters to you versus waste your time with unnecessary filler and chatter. So wouldn't you want to do all that was in your power to be known as someone who sends emails that should be opened? Of course you would, right? We all would. And that's what we're going to talk about today, because I believe that the welcome email sets you up. It sets the tone for letting people know that your emails should be opened because you're gonna leave them wanting more. And it's most likely that the subscriber will open your email if you send it within the first, I think, one to 24 hours after they opt into your list because you are still top of mind. And if you have an opt-in or a lead magnet, you've already provided them something of value within that time frame as well. So that really makes it even more likely that they're gonna open that email and give you that first chance. I personally like to send mine immediately, right after that lead magnet, because I'm still right there, top of mind. I know they're gonna go back to their inbox to look for what I've sent to them. And so for me, I like to send it immediately. So your welcome email provides a subscriber who is also a potential customer or maybe a current customer or client. It's gonna provide them with an introduction to you or your brand, and it really sets the tone for what they can expect from you. The welcome email is gonna communicate that you are present and intentional in your business because you're acknowledging their presence in this email space. You're letting the potential customer know that this isn't some random love affair you have going on here. Well, you never hear from me again after you subscribe and after you reach out to me to join my list, you never hear from me. No, 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 no. You are telling them that, hey, I'm committed and you are giving them an example in this welcome email of how they can expect you to show up in their inboxes in the future, which is going to make it much more likely that they're going to click on it and open those emails. So later when they see your email come in, they're much more likely to open it because they remember who you are and they remember what you've promised them that you're going to bring to the table. 
Now, I also believe that the welcome email humanizes your brand, particularly those of you and those of us who sell physical products. Now, unlike personal brands, which I also have as well, where the person is the business, your face is not always at the forefront when you sell physical products. It's your product that you wanna put out in the forefront, right? People buy from people, however, and people build relationships with people. So while I may sell hair bows for girls, I connect with the moms of those daughters. They don't necessarily connect with my bows. They love the product, but they connect with me. And so this is why it's so important to humanize your brand even, and I think so, especially for those of us who sell physical products. Customers wanna know that there is a trustworthy human being behind a brand. And this welcome email is one of the very first ways that you can share the humanity of your brand with someone who is clearly interested enough to give you access to their inbox. And lastly, I think one of the most important things that a welcome email does is to let your subscriber know if they're in the right room. You let your subscriber know that you are the person they've been looking for or your product is the product that they've been looking for. And on the flip side, you also let subscribers know if they are not the person you are looking for. Either way, your subscriber should walk away from the welcome email either wanting to hit unsubscribe or being happy that they found you and connected with you because of what it is that you are going to do in their lives. If it does neither, you've just found yourself a cold subscriber that may open the occasional email, but they are going to be very unlikely to open, read, and follow through with the desired action that you want, which is typically to become a paying customer or client. So again, it's so important that that introduction email or that welcome email what Jasmine Starr likes to say, attracts or repels. So you're either gonna have that subscriber leaving that email feeling like, oh, this is my person. This is who I've been looking for. This is the product I've been wanting. This is the type of person I've been wanting in my business, in my life. This is kind of the product I want. Or they're gonna say, mm, this chick's a little weird or mm, no, this isn't for me. This isn't what I was looking for. I, I know it wasn't that. And they're gonna hit unsubscribe. And that's great because you want your list to be full of people who are excited to hear from you, who need what you have, who want what you have, and who want to be in the room with you, right? You don't want to be in a room full of people who don't want to be in a room with you. That's no fun, right? So think about that when you start to see those unsubscribes. Um, I actually, like I said, I kind of high five myself because that's, it lets me know I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing, which is either attracting or repelling. So you believe me now, I hope, in knowing why the welcome email is so important. So I wanna talk about the components of that welcome email. What does it need to have within, within it? And does it have to be long? Does it need to be short? Should you include a photo? These are all great questions, so let's talk about that next. But first, as with most things that I teach, the answers to the question of, you know, some of the specifics about your welcome email it's gonna be wholly dependent upon your brand and your audience because some audiences look for longer emails. They look for in-depth. They're looking for details. They want to read and read and read. Is that your audience? You should know that, right? But some audience, they're gonna need some pictures. They're gonna need a few words and then get in, get out, right? So you have to know your brand and your audience. Know who you're talking to because if you're sending the long email to the person who's looking for like three paragraphs, three sentences, it's not gonna work out well for you, right? So make sure you know your audience. I tend to lean toward longer 
emails when the subscriber and the audience are businesses. So business owners, because they're, that's typically they're more likely looking to learn something in an email or get something from an email, not just a quick fact um, versus an email to a subscriber who's a consumer. They're going to need a shorter email usually because they have a short attention span. They're in there to consume, to buy. Show me what's quick. Show me what's coming up. Show me what's new. Show me why your brand matters. Show me what you do. Show me what you have. So you just want the facts that appeal to them. That's not going to be as long of a detailed email. I also think that photos are more important when you're speaking to consumers because it helps to appeal to the reason why they signed up in the first place. Now, I do think that regardless of whether you are a business to business business (laughs) or a business to consumer entrepreneur, a photo of you goes a very long way. It reminds your reader that this is the person that I'm talking with. This is the person who's speaking to me through these words in my inbox with this email. And again, I think it, it helps to humanize your brand, humanize your business. And you're going to note when you see both of my emails, which again, you can get by going to shantagrant.com forward slash 16 download. And both of my emails, my face shows up. And so in my product-based business, I show my face. And in my service in, you know, digital business, I show my face. And not because I love showing my face, but because I know how important it is and I know how I feel when I'm reading an email and I see the person's face who I'm conversing with via email, it just really transforms it and it makes it feel much more personable. And for my physical product-based business owners out there, I don't think it hurts to have photography of your products included in your email, but you'll note that I don't actually include pictures um, of my hair bow specifically in my Because of Zoe Designs welcome email. The way that I incorporate my product um, is that there's a photo of me tossing the bows in the air. Now I recreate that picture every year. So every year I take brand pictures of myself um, and every year for the past two years, I've recreated this picture of me throwing my bows up like confetti. Um, I just had this idea one day when I was getting ready for a photo shoot and I said, I wanna throw my bows up in the air like confetti because it represents the joy behind my brand and actually both of my brands. It represents the playfulness of my products and the playfulness of my brand and my hair bows. And it shows that I'm very approachable. I'm, you know, a person who enjoys having fun and really that I love what I do. And I want that to be conveyed in both of my businesses, right? So I'm tossing my bows up like confetti in the photo. And in fact, it's the photo that I use in both of my welcome emails as of today. So I use it for my product-based business and for my business at ShantaeGrant.com. Because that one photo to me, it captures a lot that tells my audience a lot of important things about me. So I say that to say to my product-based businesses, business owners, perhaps you can have a picture of yourself working with your product, interacting with your product, making, creating in the process of your product, because that way you get your product in there. But what's most important is you get your face in there. So here's my list of what your welcome should include, regardless of what type of business or brand that you have. Number one, Your email should include your subscriber's name. You want to address them by name as you would a friend. People respond when they see their name and it reminds them that this isn't a generic email. This email is to me. This person is speaking to me and people respond just when they hear their name because that's naturally what we do, right? Number two, 
make sure that your email is in your own voice or your brand's voice. And within that voice, introduce yourself and explain why you do what you do. But make sure you're, again, doing that in your brand's voice. Don't try to sound corporate if you're not corporate, right? And don't try to sound like, you know, a young hipster if your audience is like 50 year olds, right? No shade to the 50 year olds who are listening. You are hip. I'm just saying in general, speak in your brand's voice and yours because it makes it That's what's going to make the person feel as though they're actually having a conversation with you. And that's also going to let the person know if this is for me or not for me. So you want to make sure you're actually using your voice and your brand's voice. Number three, I want you to share something about your brand or your products or your background that people will walk away remembering. This is what will help you to stand out and be remembered. Now, as you can imagine, in both of my welcome emails, I mentioned how I got started with being an entrepreneur. And that was I was an attorney for many years before I, you know, traded to the bow business, right? And that's something that people remember that you went from lawyer to owning a bow company, and then from owning a bow company to starting to teach other people and starting a podcast. So Find something about your brand, your products, your background that people are going to walk away and remember. And number four, when possible, share what your customers have to say about you. Are you known for a particular thing? Share that so that people get a sense of, okay, well, this is how other people look at this brand or this product. They're the blank of whatever, or they're the blah. They are known for having the best whatever they're for known for having for the best cheese dip in the metro Atlanta area. It's social proof and it begins to develop your street cred. Number five, if you have an interesting story, share that. Share how you began your business or how you make your items or if there's something unique about the products that you use or the way that you create what you create or do what you do or if there's a reason behind the way that you teach the way that you do. Whatever that is, there has to be something unique and interesting about you that will help you again to be remembered. For me, for example, I found that there were not a lot of people talking about the joy of entrepreneurship. And I don't mean sitting on the beach with a laptop and saying that that's how life is every day as an entrepreneur, because that hasn't been true for me or any of the entrepreneurs that I respect and admire. And so I wanted to bring something different to the table where we can talk about business and talk about doing the work, but we can also talk about the fact that within entrepreneurship is freedom and joy. And it's not something that takes away from my life. It helps to add to the beauty of my life. I found that was a void and a gap for that. And so I wanted to be that voice for that because that was my experience. That is my experience. And it's what I walk in every single day and I try to portray every single day. And so I like to share that about my joy. That's a word that I just did not see in the entrepreneurial space. And hence, we're right now talking on the Business Life Enjoy podcast. What is it? So it doesn't have to be anything earth shattering, right? You don't have to get your products, you know, they're not hand dug out from a cave in Ghana or something. It doesn't have to be that specific and extra special, but there is something about you and your business and the way that you do it that makes it different. Include that interesting thing or that interesting story um, when you're talking about your business in your welcome email. And finally, number six, as I've mentioned, you need to have a photo of yourself. Sometimes 
this is your subscriber's very first encounter with you. They've not been on your website. Maybe they found a lead magnet in social media. Maybe someone told them about it. Maybe they got onto your list before they ever saw your face. You want them to begin to feel a rapport with you and your smiling face is a great way to introduce yourself. So I want you to include a photo of yourself. If you're at the point right now where you don't have a professional photo of yourself, then go on and still create your welcome email. But that is something that I think is very important to include in your welcome email. So I want you to make your welcome email with everything else that we're gonna talk about and make sure that you make a priority to get a photo a headshot to include, an on-brand headshot I'll include, right? So don't just go to JCPenney and take a picture on a white background, an on-brand photo of yourself and include that in your welcome email, right? And number seven, our final thing that you must include in your welcome email is a call to action. Give them something to do, somewhere to go, You want to make sure that while you still have their attention, you can get them to do one more thing. And that can be something as simple as checking out your website, see your new bestsellers, visit your Instagram, your Pinterest page, your podcast, your blog, join your Facebook group, which is what I use as my call to action at the end of both of my emails. Get another opt-in, you know, okay, so you've gotten this one thing, now I have this for you. What is it that you can tell them to do while you still have them engaged to continue to get them to fall deeper and deeper and deeper in love with you and just to know why they should want to be around you. So it's not like a trick. You're not saying like, ooh, I got this magic trick. You're offering them something that they want because now they are in love with you. They love what you have to offer. They loved hearing your story. They learned love learning something unique about you. They like your voice. They're your people. They're in the right room. Now tell them what to do that simple, right? So those are our seven things. But I do have one final, we'll call it a bonus thing that is optional, but um, it may be appropriate for you and it may be more effective for you in a second email, but I've seen it work in both first emails and multiple emails along the way. And what that is, is you can ask your audience to reply to your email. Now I do this occasionally in my weekly emails where I may ask a question or ask someone to share something with me um, by hitting reply. So, you know, hit reply and tell me what you're working on today. Or I'll simply tell them to hit reply and I'll give them the words to say. So there are two benefits to this and then I'll give you an example. The first is it gets your subscriber used to having a conversation and engaging with you and it opens the door for more conversation and engagement in the future. Think about it. When they get an email from someone and hit reply, it's usually a friend. You know, you're, you're used to replying to your friend's emails. And so now you're kind of, we're, we're doing friend-like activity with, with you. They're doing friend-like activity with you. And so now it gets more comfortable to have this conversation with you to open your emails in the future. And particularly if you ask a question and they answer, then you can respond back and engage in a conversation with a subscriber that way. And that begins to build heavily on the know, like, and trust factor. And again, it humanizes you and it just lets them know that you're there. You're there, you care, you wanna speak to them, you wanna hear from them, and you're going to respond. So that's another thing. If you do this, make sure if someone writes back to you, you respond, okay? So here are two examples. So for Because of Zoe, I've asked, for example, to tell me one of your family's favorite holiday traditions or summertime activities, or tell me your favorite item from a new release. For ShantaeGrant.com, a personal brand that's business to business, I actually just recently did this last week. And one of my emails at the very bottom, because it was a longer email, 
I wrote, you know, I want to know who actually gets this far in the email. So if you're still reading at the very end, I want you to respond and let me know that you're reading. So just respond and write, I do. Now that allowed me to one, see how many people, because I can see how many people open my email, but there are no tracks to know who actually reads the words on your email, who makes it to the end. And so I really was interested. I wanted to know who makes it to the end. So it was really exciting to see those names and know who's actually reading my emails all the way to the end. And many of them wrote something like, you know, oh, I love this. I love getting your emails. It was another way for me to hear from my audience and learn something from them. And just to know that they're there, they're reading my emails. It also allowed me to thank each and every one of them for reading my emails to the end. So it gave me an opportunity to have conversation. Now, the second thing that doing this, um, having them reply, what it does is it lets their email service provider, whether it's Yahoo, Gmail, AOL, whoever, it lets them know that your emails aren't spam or promotional because your subscriber is actually responding to an email from you. It lets the email company know, okay, I need to let emails from this person, from this email drop into their inbox because they're conversation conversating with them. They're replying back and forth. So it makes it much more likely that your emails won't fall into spam or promotional folders of your subscribers when they reply. So again, that's a really nice tactic. Um, and I like to use it multiple times just for engagement purposes. And you know, it doesn't hurt that it also helps it make more likely make it more likely that your email is going to get into their inbox. So that is your welcome email. Now, if that sounds like a lot of information, this is exactly why I have included copies of my welcome email. So you can see how easy it is to be conversational, right? And if you find that you are having a hard time with writing the words for your welcome email, I want you to go through this list of seven things that I shared with you and start talking out loud, just as though you were talking to someone who just became a subscriber, like if they walked into the room. Then I want you to start typing out the words that you're saying. The key is to sound like yourself and like your brand. So if your brand is happy and joyful, make sure that that's conveyed in the language you use. If your brand is serious, let that be conveyed. um, If that's what the audience is looking for, sound serious. Remember that the key is to leave the reader excited that they signed up or that they want to hit subscribe. The in-between typically does not yield high conversion rates for your subscribers, meaning they're likely to open sometimes, but usually not so much. And they may open and delete, right? You want people who are on fire for you in your subscriber list. When you're ready, you can add on to this and add a second email that can be delivered maybe the next day, the next week, or really anywhere in between. But for now, I want to make sure you just start with step one and introduce yourself in this welcome email, ensuring that you're talking to your audience as soon as they opt in onto your list while you're still top of mind within the first 40 or 24 hours. Now, whether it's short or long, again, that depends on your audience. Break it up, though, when you're writing with your um, email and you'll see how I do this in my samples. Break it up, use bold or italics or colors, you know, leave some empty space, some white space, but don't overuse any of those things, but make it enough that it's pleasing to the eye and makes people want to read. So not one long paragraph, everything's the same font size, same font color, no bold, no anything, right? You want to make it, and the way to test that really is what I do is I go in and I actually go back and read my email and I see what my eye does. If my eyes start to glaze over or skip some things, then I know I need to fix and tweak there, right? 
So I want to go over one more time and review the seven things that your email, your welcome email needs to have. Number one is it needs to address the subscriber by name. Number two, it needs to be in your own voice. And in your own voice, you're going to explain what you do and why you do what you do. Number three, you're going to share something about your brand or your products or your background that people will walk away remembering. Number four, you're going to share what your customers have to say about you. Are you known for a particular thing, right? Share that, that social proof. Number five, if you have an interesting story of how you began your business or the way you make your items, the way you teach, the way you do, whatever that is, tell that little interesting thing about yourself. Maybe it's just an interesting fact about you. Number six, you want to include a photo of yourself, humanize your brand and let them see who they're talking to. And lastly, number seven, you want to have a call to action, have them to go to your website, your social media, your Facebook group, to another opt-in, something. And that call to action could be the optional reply to this email with either a question or you could give them the words to say. And remember, I am giving you my welcome emails to review and download. So you can get those by going to shantagrant.com forward slash one six download. As you begin to work on your emails, I want to see the work you're doing. So please tag me on Instagram at at Shante Grant and share your work within the Business Life and Joy community as well, where you can find it at shantagrant.com forward slash community. Thank you for joining me in today's episode of the Business Life and Joy podcast. If you have found value in today's podcast, I would love if you would leave a review in whichever form you listen to the podcast. So iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, please leave a review. Reviews not only help me to spread this podcast to other listeners just like you, but it also lets me know that you are enjoying the content. So thank you again, and I will see you next week on the Business Life Enjoy podcast. I hope that wherever you are and whatever you are doing, that the sound of my voice finds you in the midst of pursuing something that has sincere meaning to you. You can find a brand new episode of the Business Life Enjoy podcast waiting just for you each and every Monday morning. Until then, my friends, may your business and your life be filled with joy. Bye for now.